0: Because mental health was not not discussed, not talked about, not okay, if you were having mental health issues. It was not a thing that really existed where I grew up. This is The Tethered Project. I'm Ana Mari. Episode 2. Jay. I... Grew up in a great home. I love my parents to death. They're fantastic human beings. Grew up in the church. Went to a good school. Just kind of all of the things that you think of as like honestly, and I wouldn't have said this until I got older, but like that stereotypical suburban white privilege. That was what I had. There was it. Life was good to begin with. My parents always say that like growing up, I was the happiest kid that they have ever met people would be like like not understanding just like the joy and smiles and just all of that and kind of as I continue to grow up something changed there was a fairly drastic shift when I was like seven that no one can pinpoint why I I have no memory of it other than apparently things changing but my parents Got to a point where they were super concerned and having to go, like, literally going through and trying to figure out, did something happen? And kind of from that moment on, growing up, again, I don't know what happened. It could have been nothing. It could have just been life change. I became very opposite. I was very guarded. I was very angry. I was very negatively sarcastic and just walls on walls on walls being built up. And like for me i was never the was never the kid who wanted to like go play sports and video games and all of that like what was very traditional boy things to do was not what i enjoyed i did not like it i was not good at it it was not fun for me i was a competitive dancer and i loved musical theater and singing and all of those types of things like was way more where I focused and just really thrived quite honestly which was so fun but it also made life really hard because I looking back realized that I grew up in a fairly um intolerant town very like yeah very just like no it's this way and that's it for a very long time so I from probably the time I was I don't know maybe like six seven eight somewhere around there started being called gay and a girl and just got made fun of a ton just because I was flamboyant and I danced and I did those things that were not typically masculine. Um, They were not the stereotypical male. I did not get along with guys super well because of that. I didn't have things in common and there wasn't a desire or really emotional intelligence ability at that age for people to get for us to really get along well and understand each other on a different level when you don't have those similar likes, so all my friends were girls growing up, which I had no problem with, and yeah i I got along really well with my female friends, but they also just saw me as he's just kind of there, and it was always the well, this is my best friend, and then this is who cool. we're friends, but i have I have best friends I was never someone who could have said that growing up so Yeah. So that's kind of background, like a lot of what I went through and like thought about. And to this day, I don't even know if all of that is even like, if I would be in that situation now realize, yeah, that was reality. I would say it it probably wasn't. But for me in where I was at, I always felt like the world was against me. I don't know why. So because I felt like People would leave me and choose other people at school and at dance and all these different places. I very much started pushing people away so they could never get close to leave me. So there was that wall. I could talk to you through the window. I could talk to you on my terms, but then you can't get close enough to ever hurt me. There can't be any, you can't get to that place where you're able to cause any pain. So that's what I would do. I would intentionally do that as I to know people so that it was just close enough and they were always kind of farther and if I felt like it was going to a place where I might get hurt that wall got even thicker trying to block myself in to protect from the pain that actually caused more pain so yeah even going into high school I was alone a lot like to this day other than the people I went to church with and even that's few and far between I don't talk to anyone I went to high school with or really from childhood at all which i think is not terribly uncommon but it started the second i went to college to be fair i did go to a christian school in chicago which most people in my hometown if they even went away to school was like a huge thing even if it was only 45 minutes away to our state school <laughs> so i there were i can think of so many times growing up where throughout elementary, middle, high school, where friends would choose other people over me, either in, I think about like, like school stuff, like group projects, I was, I was rarely first to be chosen, like church events, and like games, and whatever, uh, youth group stuff, never first to be chosen, it was always other people, those kind of events, very small things, for me felt very large, and very piled up, and then in my In my junior year of high school, we had a family friend who was basically, like, family. They were our next-door neighbors from the time I was born. She, out of the blue, dropped out of a heart attack. I'm pretty sure she died before she even got to the hospital. Like, it was that sudden. And I think that was my first, like, real encounter with death. But that felt, it, it was one of those things where... While not a choice of either person, like obviously, that felt very abandoned. That felt very lost and very alone. And that loss and that feeling of abandonment, that the abandonment a- aspect was very irrational, but that loss was not. I went into depression, a very deep depressive episode that I didn't have words for at the time. And that forced people away even more. Because mental health was not not discussed, not talked about, not okay, if you were having mental health issues, it was not a thing that really existed where I grew up, and even now, like because of that, I had to i faced my way through life because of that just regular and constant fear and feeling of being abandoned and being less than I pushed people away even more. I walked. Around in a hate, like there's literally like a few months I don't remember, but no one knew no one knew what was going on because because of that continual rejection growing up and that regular that regular reinforcement you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're not what we need, you're not what we want. I tried to be more, I tried to be enough for people. While not letting anyone in to see what was going on, so like scars building up to cover those cuts and cover those that pain and having to fix itself, that's what I was doing. I was trying to do that, but it just caused more. Looking back, it's it's knowing that like I've I've realized that I would say ninety eight percent of the time when I felt attacked and hurt and less than it was very unintentional people who did it but also realizing that it doesn't make it any less painful and the your intention does not negate your impact and I think that is what for me is still so hard even now where I I realized even recently so my roommate whom I love dearly one of them just moved to Philly which was really hard but I was not able to, because of everything else going on, I was not able to feel that pain. And there was that aspect of feeling abandoned again, even though it was nothing other than I need a job. It felt very much like I'm choosing a job over my friend. And my other roommate is, because of everything going on, uh, most likely not going to have a job in a couple of months and was really struggling with that. And very naturally, so, went into this very apathetic, I don't care, I'm not good. Do my job well to hopefully not get let go. Like he just didn't care. He just wasn't thinking about it, and it was very under like in retrospect of what I was feeling. Like very understandable what he was doing and why. But for me and in my inner thoughts and monologue that I didn't realize was you're doing this and you're being apathetic because you don't want to stay with me. You don't want to be my friend anymore. You don't want to live here. I'm not worth it. So I there's definitely that aspect of like wait 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 back it up. <laughs> But that is my go-to. That is where I land. So I got into counseling. And that's when I started really realizing like the misunderstanding of perspective that I have. That was when I realized that I did have depression and that was a real thing. And I have anxiety. And that's also a very real thing. And realizing that it's not, it wasn't because of lack of faith. It wasn't because, oh, you're just sad. It wasn't because you don't make to-do lists or it's just too much or whatever realizing this is an actual thing this is real realizing that I have a chemical imbalance that causes me to overthink and overanalyze and to this place of sadness and lack of understanding of what's going on irrationally and again this has taken years (laughs) even since college like I was like September maybe I think September October so right there um, I got officially diagnosed with ADHD, and that has explained so much of a lot of, like, those, not necessarily the abandonment and, like, that pain, but other pain that added on top of everything. That feeling of worthlessness is still something I'm working through personally, but really started and stemmed from not just people leaving, but from me not meeting my own expectations because of incapabilities of literally being incapable of focusing and not knowing why. So it's kind of this thing of like, all of this really has compounded on top of each other of getting to this place where like, even now I still feel it's so hard for me to connect with people in a real and meaningful way because I'm always afraid of them leaving. I'm afraid of what is that thing that I'm going to do that causes them to choose someone else. What is that thing that I might do that's going to cause them to never choose me again? And I think for me, that's connecting to people is hard. But also realizing that connects to people because of the real and lasting friendships and relationships that I've had, that I've been able to grow and connect and create. It is worth the risk. It is worth realizing that God has created me so uniquely in this place that is so different from so many people that I interact with. That allows me to feel for them, feel with them, be with them, and have that be worth it, knowing that I am worth it. That the pain that I have gone through and the abandonment and the lack of real friendships growing up has just created relationships that are so deep now that I still I struggle with for sure. I struggle with having those connections and that intimacy of friendships. But also realizing that once I can get past those walls, once I can start taking them down, relationships are so worth it those connections are what's there. That is what has started, I think that's honestly too, what has started the healing process of having those people say, I'm not leaving. I'm not. You can't force me away. Having those people who are willing to fight when you do something wrong, who are willing to forgive, who are willing to enter into conflict and enter into challenge, those are the people who, and what I try to go back to when I realize I am worth it. I'm worth being friends with. I'm worth having a relationship with and connecting with and caring about. And that they are as well. And that I, I'm called to care for people and love them. And I can't let that fear of what may possibly happen maybe stop me from having that which God has created for me. This has been The Tethered Project. Join the conversation at facebook.com backslash Project. Thank you for listening.